Thank you for subscribing to the Extra Mile Podcast. Help us out by leaving a review and a five-star rating wherever you download the show. After leaving a review, slide on into our DMs over on social media at Mississippi D-O-T and let us know. As a thank you, we have compiled a Google Map list of all of our guests' favorite spots to eat on Mississippi highways. It is our gift to you. Seriously, you guys are the best. We could not do the show without you, and we greatly appreciate the support. Remember, drive smart out there on Mississippi highways. That's nearly $2 billion, and that's money that's going to be spent on improving safety, enhancing mobility, and improving economic growth and development in the state of Mississippi. Yeah, and with this historic funding from the legislature, new construction will be popping up all over Mississippi. MDOT presents the Extra Mile Podcast. Men and women of the Department of Transportation are up to the task and up to make sure that we deliver a product that the taxpayers uh, can be proud of. So I'm ready for us to go to work. Welcome in to another edition of the Extra Mile Podcast Legislative Session presented by the Mississippi Department of Transportation. I'm MDOT Deputy Director of Public Affairs, Paul Catool, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Will Kraft. He is the Director of Public Affairs here at the agency. Today, we're welcoming back to the show Southern District Transportation Commissioner Charles Busby. If you remember, he, of course, has joined us before. He was in the legislature previously, three terms in the Mississippi House of Representatives, and he served as House Transportation Chairman starting in 2016. So, Commissioner Busby, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Paul. Glad to be here. Will, good to see you again. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Happy to have you. So, uh, so things have been rolling along, right? So, we got January behind us, coming up on closing. Seems like February is over, March ahead. You getting, you getting everything under your feet over there at the office? No. No, in, in in short term, no. Uh, you know, I get I get all confused now. I've got two phones, I've got two computers, I got a couple of trucks, and nothing is ever where it's supposed to be. I'm used to my stuff being in one spot, and now it's just scattered, and I can't find anything. However, um, I am enjoying it. Uh, we are drinking from a fire hose. Uh, we're still waiting on DFA approval. I think actually in the commission meeting tomorrow, we've got the lease for my office in Pascagoula. Oh, okay. So hopefully we'll be able to build some structure around that. I think DFA has to approve the lease after the commission approves it tomorrow. And then uh, then we'll get set up and get a little more organized. The staff is coming together, you know, pulled together. I, I'm breaking the 27 counties down into three sections of nine counties each. Okay and assigning uh, constituent liaisons for each of those three areas. Uh, Ross Baker's got the southeast part of the district. Uh, Sutton McRae has got the northeast part of the district. And we're still looking for that person over in the southwest. We hired a great administrative assistant, Taylor Sublett. She'll be holding down things at the office in Pascagoula. Uh, so I believe over the next few weeks, as we get the office set up, we all got a place to go that uh, it'll, it'll get even better. I've got a great, I'm really, really proud of the crew that I've been able to put together. They're doing a great job, and it's just going to get better as we go from here. That's right. Love it. I didn't realize you hadn't even got your office set up yet, man. Okay. I bet you have been drinking from the fire hose trying to pull things from place to place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just can't, I can't even keep up wallet, phones, checkbook, yeah. you know, where is, the, where is that stuff? And uh, so it would be nice to have, a, have a, a place where we can keep everything. 
I imagine so. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, talking about switching up and getting into new roles, you got lots of new faces joining at the legislature across the street over there. Uh, have you touched base with your old buddy, uh, Steve Massingill? Oh, I have. You know, S Steve uh, was destined to take that spot. He spoke at the FEMEC uh, Scrambler last week, did a great job. He's going to do a fantastic job of representing the transportation industry uh, in the legislature. And, and I've had conversations with the speaker and uh, Chairman of Ways and Means as well. Chairman Lamar and I talked last week. Yeah, everyone's looking for recurring revenue, such as, yeah, they're not obligated, so such as, uh, you know, a portion of the use tax and things like that, that we perhaps can put into uh, to our, our infrastructure needs here and have recurring revenue that we can count on. You know, I, uh, I, I don't know how we need to fix what we did in 2018 as far as the electric and hybrid vehicle tax because what we're doing there now only taxes those vehicles that are registered in Mississippi. So only Mississippi residents are paying those fees, whereas if we're really going to have electric vehicles coming through the state, traversing the state, going to other places, when we charge those vehicles, we need to be getting something okay. from those vehicles, such as what we do now with fuel tax. You know, when they fill up in Mississippi, sure. We get that fuel tax revenue, but we don't do that with the electric vehicles. And uh, we, we need to do some research to find out how others ha are doing that. And, and, you know, I don't think we need to reinvent the wheel. Surely someone out there has got that done. But that's, that's one of the things we need to do. Really excited about uh, some changes maybe in the lottery proceeds and, uh, and also sports betting. You know, uh, the, the availability of mobile sports betting, I think, is going to increase that revenue stream significantly. I've heard numbers up as high as $55 million. Oh, wow. And if wow. you guys remember back in 2018 when we were considering the lottery, the experts came in and told us that the most <laughs> that we could expect would be 53 to $57 million. So if these guys are as off as the lottery guys yeah. were, we can expect another revenue stream of $150 million coming in every year. So uh, maybe we can funnel that to, to MDOT as well. I think the – I think the lottery program has been outstanding for MDOT. I think we've, we've paved, you know, well over 3,000 road miles sure. with those dollars. And, and it's just it's been a tremendous source of revenue for us. And uh, I think other programs such as, as the ERVR, the Emergency Road Bridge Repair Program, those have been very, very popular. Uh, we've set up something similar to that for, uh, for multimodal. And right. this would be the first year for that. And, and we put, you know, I think it's $40 million on our side in that. But we've, we've got a lot of money on the federal side that we can draw down for those projects. And that money is going to be available to us over the next couple of years. But we won't take advantage of it then. Then we'll lose the opportunity to do that. And so that covers things like ports and harbors and airports and rail and mass transit. So uh, those those investments into our state's economy and into our infrastructure can can provide a tremendous return to the state of Mississippi. So I'm looking forward to how that, that's going to turn out. As I mentioned, the ERBR has been tremendously uh, popular with everyone in the state, including our legislature. So I fully intend them to, to fund another round of that. Yeah. And uh, keep my fingers crossed, hope it works out. And then the IIJ match money. Uh, that the legislature committed to three years ago. Hope we'll continue to draw that down in order to get that billion dollars worth of federal money yeah. that's in there for the state of Mississippi and IJ. 
That's excellent, excellent. So lots of things going on in transportation. Kind of want to zero in again on that recurring revenue. Are you hearing good things? Do you feel like people, there's an appetite to kind of get that going? I do, Paul. Let me, let me tell you what feels so different today as opposed to eight years ago when I first became chair of, uh, House, of the House Transportation Committee. I don't feel like MDOT is having to justify expenditures anymore. I don't think we're having to justify our, our existence uh, we are we are working with the legislature on just everybody knows we've got to have some recurring revenue to keep these roads and bridges up, um, and and so the conversations are not about justifying our existence anymore. The conversations have evolved to how are we going to do this? Do you agree that this will work? Is this enough money to do the things that we need to do? And those are much better conversations, much more productive conversations. And those are the types of conversations that we need to be having with the legislature. And those are the type that we are having with the legislature right now. I love that. That's great news. Great news for everyone. And one thing we've talked about on, on, in the past, I think, on this podcast, and certainly, you know, across the street over there at the Capitol, you know, that sustaining revenue goes further just than just the next project, right? You're talking about the maintenance of those projects in the future, which is kind of what we found ourselves in that bind a few years back when, you know, we had to basically devote most of our funding to maintaining what we had. Right. And so, you know, well, thinking about it, putting every, that burden. As everybody knows, you know, we had a moratorium on capacity projects right. for, gosh, 10 years. And then the huge supplemental uh, appropriation last year, $630 million, $450 million of that committed to, uh, to capacity projects across the state, which goodness knows we needed that. Sure. We absolutely needed that. But I think those uh, some people are a little frustrated in not seeing a lot of activity around those projects. But you have to think about what happens there. There's a lot of engineering goes in it. There's a right-of-way acquisition. We had pretty much gotten rid of our right-of-way acquisition department here at DOT, and now all of a sudden we had to have a back uh, because now we're requiring right-of-way again. And then those designs that might have been done 10 years ago have to be double-checked to be sure that they meet current federal highway safety guidelines. And so it's not something that happens overnight. However, we are beginning to get there where those contracts are going to be let, and we're going to see some of those capacity projects actually moving some dirt around. You got some. There's. Uh, is there any big ones on the coast coming through? Oh yeah, we, we're you know we're in the throes of Highway 57 right now that is going to be four lane from I-10 up north of uh, Van Cleve to relieve some congestion there. Uh, that project I'm going to say is probably in the 30 percent complete range, okay. something like that, uh, based on my novice eye. <laughs> and then the uh, the congestion on Highway 90 between Goche and Ocean Springs, especially uh, when Ingalls gets uh, is going oh, yeah. to work, coming out or getting off of work, the congestion there is really really bad. And so we're putting in another lane uh, to make that three lanes in each direction uh, from from Dolphin Drive in Goche onto the west side or excuse me the east side of Ocean Springs. That'd be great. Lots going on on the coast for sure. So any other projects kind of in the southern district you want to just yeah, talk about? A widening, a widening of, uh, of I-10 uh, there around Diamond Head is going to be a big project. And, and everybody's excited about Bucky's. Absolutely. Everybody's excited about Bucky's. I mean, and, and I've talked to so many people who have not put this into perspective. You know, they many of them have gone to the Bucky's over in Alabama. Okay. That's the closest one to us. And they go, wow, that thing is magnificent. It's huge. How do they do that? Well, that is actually 
the the smallest standard size Bucky's that Bucky's builds. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. So the one going into Minge Avenue at Pass Christiane is the second smallest. They only have three sizes. So this is the middle one, and I think the one over in Alabama. And I, I shouldn't I shouldn't throw these numbers out there because people are gonna throw them back on me, tell me I was wrong. <laughs> but I think the one over in Alabama has seventy gas pumps, and I think the one at Minge Avenue is gonna have one hundred and forty. Good grief! That's Just to wild. put things in perspective, Get if you've seen guess. that over, so it's a that's a really really huge investment, and uh, I know the people around there are excited about it, except perhaps those who live on Minge Avenue uh, that there. that are having to live with the with the disruption. But we're doing the best we can with that. Um, you know, we had to have some lane closures to replace the overpass, and enlarge the overpass, and uh, I think it's some short term pain for some long term gain there. Absolutely. Hey, I want to do the podcast from the Buckies when it I when it's it opens. A great idea. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll let us the do live that. podcast from <laughs> there the Buckies. There you go. For Fantastic sure. idea. We get the hot brisket uh, announcement on there and everything. No uh, and that's you know everything's going going along, moving quickly through the legislative session. Uh, how about as far as you know? You mentioned a couple of things you got going on. How about as far as things you're looking forward to working on as commissioner from coming over? Well, you, you know. Even though I was chair of the House Transportation Committee for, for eight years, I, I will I will willingly admit I'm starting from a position of ignorance, though it may not be a level of ignorance that most that haven't been around it would be at. It's still a level of ignorance. So I'm 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 watching and listening and learning and Commissioner Simmons and Commissioner Caldwell have been great teammates and, and they've They've tutored me and, and helping bring me along uh, to figure out how we do things. Um, I know my crew and I went on the road last Friday as we went around uh, delivering approval letters for TAP grants. Oh, yeah. And I really enjoyed that process. You know, we went to – we were at Leakesville at 9 o'clock, and we were at Laurel at noon, and we were down in Wiggins at 2 and uh, just hand-delivering those letters of approval and seeing those communities so excited about things like that. Uh, you know, TAP grants, transportation alternative pro uh, projects that, that not roads and bridges, but, but are something to do with infrastructure, and mostly sidewalks. So, so it's great to be doing those sorts of things. It's great to feel that that camaraderie sure. that we are developing with the cities within the within the district and uh it was it was a lot of fun and very fulfilling for me and i like to see us continue those those sorts of things those are always yeah. unique and, and really great projects i've enjoyed several of those in the hattiesburg area myself uh always really great projects very. yeah I, I was these 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 mayors were so excited it was the very first one that leaksville's ever gotten okay uh cool and the very first one that Wiggins has ever gotten, and I think it might have been the first TAP grant that Laurel has gotten. Okay. And they have done so much with their downtown. I mean, Mississippi can just look at Laurel as a shining example of what can be done when you set your mind to it. Of course, having a hit TV show based there doesn't hurt. Not right. But, uh, <laughs> That's right. No doubt. And, I mean, I'll just echo that. It does look great over there. I mean, they've done a whole lot. And, you know, even aside from the TV show, the stuff that you've seen, if you hadn't visited Laura lately, go check them out. Oh, uh, yeah. And Mayor McGee is just as good as they come. Wide open. 
There you go. There you go. So, uh, obviously, you're over here with us. We'll finish out with some fun questions, but do you still pay attention to kind of generally what's going on over at the legislature? Anything you have your <laughs> your <laughs> eyes or ears on? All I'm hooked on it. Could uh, you possibly pull away yet? Right. Yes. No, I, I do. I find myself, uh, you know, still listening to Super Talk every day and, and still uh, tying in to their webcast when they're in session and, uh, and seeing what's going on. You know, there's, uh, there's I think, one of the most interesting things for me is the potential rewriting of the school funding formula. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have, you know, I've, being the engineer that I am, I'm, I was very interested to see exactly how MAEP worked. And, um, and I think going to a student-weighted student weighted funding formula is probably a better fit for Mississippi. I, I, th- I think I'd like to see us move in that direction. Uh, but uh, the legislature's t- being bold. They're, they're, they got some bold goals this year, for sure. There's a lot going on, that's right. Fresh off the elections, all the items are on the table. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm not having to make those decisions, though. <laughs> well, with that being said, we'll roll into uh, some of our funner, or more fun segments, excuse me out there, uh, my English <laughs> folks. A um, couple of quick ones, and like I said, you know. Uh, Why do I feel I'm going to get set up here? No, for not at all, man. No these, way. These are, the, these are the best ones. I will. Uh, and and you're, not, you're not new to the show. You know what we're, we're about here. We like to eat. And uh, you spend a lot of time running around. Uh, so have you hit up anybody's new lately? Oh, you know, yeah, today, as okay. a matter of fact. Perfect time. We went to Bogue Chitta Boys yeah. today okay. uh, for the first time and, and had, a, had great lunch there with uh, Albert White from District 7, our district engineer from District 7. Uh, yeah. You got to watch out for those District 7 guys. They'll put you somewhere to eat, and you won't be able to function that afternoon. you just be so full. Yeah. I, so I quickly text Vince Mangold, who's the representative <laughs> for that area, told him what I had just done. And he said, yeah, it's one of his favorite places as well. And uh, he said, the fries there are fantastic. I said, yes, they are. It took a lot of focus <laughs> for me to make sure I didn't devour them. I just you know, ate a couple of them just to see how they tasted and put them away, get them away from me, get them out of my sight. You know, I was raised, you got to make a happy plate. You're supposed to you put it on your plate. It comes on your plate, you're supposed to eat it all. Yeah. Maybe I, not the best advice. I was I, raised that way, too, and I was too good at it. <laughs> I'm still improving. Go. I'm still getting better. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with a little eating. So we go to the, from the food question. I don't know if we hit this, uh, hit you with this the time before, but okay. we love the music question as well. So favorite concert you've ever attended? Favorite concert I ever attended? You know, might have been Kenny Chesney right over here at okay. Brandon just last year. All wow. right. Good yeah, stuff. it was – that was a heck of a show. I think Carly Pierce opened for him. Yeah. And uh, Kenny just showed so much energy. And it was hot. It was the middle of summer. Might, I can't remember whether it was last summer or summer before. It must have been summer before because last summer I was kind of busy campaigning and stuff. That's true. But, um, you know, that, 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 that was a really, really fun concert. So uh, I enjoyed that. We were we were pretty close to the stage, and uh, I don't know. It's just 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 a great evening. Yeah, it feels great like answer. it has to be hot for a Kenny Chesney concert. I don't know. It kind of fits, doesn't it? It seems like it goes hand in hand. And shout out yeah. to the folks in Brandon. I know that's outside the district, but we can spread some love around. Yeah, that absolutely. is a nice amphitheater over there. It really is. It's so yeah, nice. and uh, and Mary Lee is always. Nice Whooping. to have us over there. That's right. And, they, and some of the bands and some of the talent that have come in, it's just really impressive. I love what they're doing over there. Uh, last question for you, and this is one, a little bit of a new one we've had fun with here lately. Oh, boy. Your first <laughs> car. Do you remember what your first vehicle I do. Was? My first car was a 1976 Chevy Malibu, two-door. Oh, fantastic. Uh, midnight Blue. Uh, 
And did you felt like king of the town when you got the keys, right? I, I did, yeah, <laughs> I did. I was not, but I felt like it. <laughs> That's all that matters. It's in our head. Confidence is key. I mean, the upholstery was ripped all to pieces, but I, it's still a cool car. Do you? I wish I could find it. If I could find it today, I'd buy it. I was just about to ask if you still had it by chance. I do not have it, uh, but if I could find it th- today, I would buy it. I love it. The 77? 76. 76 Chevy Malibu. That's cool. Podcast listeners, do your thing if you can hook the commissioner yeah, up. Yeah, that's right. Vehicle. Yeah. I don't know crowdsource out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Commissioner Busby, we know you're a busy guy these days. Thank you so much for coming in and visiting with us. Thanks, Paul. Thank you all. Thanks, Will. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Absolutely. We'll wrap things up. Thank you to our listeners or viewers for tuning in to the Extra Mile podcast. You can listen and watch episodes by visiting goemdot.com forward slash the extra mile. Follow us on social media, at Mississippi DOT is the handle. We want to thank Drew Hall, our editor-producer, for doing everything behind the scenes. And remember to drive smart out there on Mississippi Highways.